0: to the RTI Time Machine. Today's Time Traveler is... John Van Trieste. And the destination... The 1920s. To the north of Taipei is a scenic building with spaces available for artistic and cultural events to rent out. For a fee, you can arrange to get your wedding photos taken here too. From the outside, the official English name of this place, the Grass Mountain Chateau, may seem a bit overwrought. You certainly won't find any of the stone towers or vineyards you'd associate with a chateau here. But while low-key, the building does sit in one of Taiwan's most beautiful spots, on the misty and hot spring-filled flanks of Yangming Mountain. And while there are few signs of it today, the chateau was once deemed fit for royalty and has hosted some of the most important figures of Taiwan's modern history. Here with me to introduce the Chateau and its important guests is Lu Guobin, the site's director. Grass Mountain is an old name for what's now the area around Yangming Mountain. This area is a complex of high mountains on Taiwan's northern tip that towers over what's now the city of Taipei. Covered in many places with grass-like bamboo, shrouded through much of the year in clouds, and marked in places with sulfurous vents, the dormant volcanic hills here would be pretty enough on their own. But, Mr. Liu says, the area also had some economic importance. During the early 1920s, when Taiwan was under Japanese colonial rule, the colonial sugar company used land here to put up the chateau. Admittedly, most of Taiwan's sugar industry was concentrated in the sunny, tropical south. But the north had its own sugar factories, and this area could still support its share of sugar cane fields.
1: In 1923,
0: it was decided that the future Showa emperor then Crown Prince of Japan, would pay a visit to Taiwan. A royal visit like this was highly unusual. Across Taiwan, there was a need to find suitable spots where he could rest as he made his way around the island. Mr. Liu says that sites related to the valuable sugar industry on Taiwan were important objectives of the Crown Prince's tour. He says it's for this reason that Grass Mountain was on the Crown Prince's itinerary, The Grass Mountain Chateau, then just a sugarcane company building, was certainly not a proper imperial palace, but the building would do for a royal visit. It had, and still has, a simple elegant Japanese flavor. There are long wood-floored corridors, white plaster and wood trimmings, and a glass-paned exterior in places, held in a wooden lattice. Instead of glass, you could easily imagine it covered over with thin paper. It's impossible to know for sure how long the crown prince stayed. Mr. Lu says that according to some contemporary accounts, he left after just two hours here. For a time, the place quieted down. No more royals would stay here after the crown prince left. But the place would continue to attract some important people.
1: (laughs) In 1945,
0: with the end of World War II, Japanese rule over Taiwan ended, and Chiang Kai-shek's Republic of China assumed control in its place. Though based across the Taiwan Strait in far-off Nanjing at first, Chiang and his government were forced to retreat to Taiwan in 1949 in the face of Chinese Communist advance. Chiang and his wife chose this place as their first home on Taiwan, though hoping still to one day retake the mainland. It is for this reason that the Chateau bills itself as Taiwan's first presidential office. It served as the presidential headquarters even before the colonial Japanese governor's office in Taipei was put to that use. This first home was pretty, of course, but it had its strategic advantages too. For one thing, the chateau had a commanding view over the Taipei Basin below. From this high point, it overlooks the meeting point of the Keelung and Danshui rivers, as well as the Guandu Plain and the distant Guanyin Mountain. This was, of course, a temporary home for the Changs, But Mr. Lu says that even once Chiang had been resettled into more permanent accommodation, the chateau continued to have important uses.
1: <laughs>
0: the first, of course, was as a vacation spot for the Chiang's themselves, especially during the summer months when Taipei down below sweltered. The second was as a place for government meetings on affairs of state. A number of important meetings on policy and reform were apparently held within these walls over the years. The third use was as a place for hosting important guests. It was these three functions that the site continued to serve until 1975, the year of Chang's death. From then on, the place was sealed off with most of the objects inside eventually taken away. Some local people tell of nearby children sneaking onto the grounds for an adventure. But strictly speaking, the site was off-limits, with only some military police around to guard it. It stayed off-limits for a long time, until 2003, well after Taiwan's transition from single-party rule and martial law to democracy. Even then, as the site was repurposed to host artistic and cultural events, it was only partially open to the public.
1: It started, it started
0: Mr. Liu says that the chateau had already been declared a historic site by 2007 when an overnight fire ripped through the building. The destruction was severe, and it took 14 months of repair work to restore what had been there before. But, Mr. Liu estimates, what remains now is still 90% intact. He says the fact that it's a historic site does make repairs more difficult. Any project to fix damage requires permission ahead of time, and so you'll find some places with cracks, water stains, and other damage. Overall, though, Mr. Lu says, it's in good shape. (laughs) Today, the rebuilt Chateau has once again returned to serving as a space for the arts. There are regular, even monthly exhibitions, including an ongoing showcase of paintings by a local art professor. This is a sensible use for an old building like this. The natural surroundings up on the mountainside serve to bring out the beauty of the works on display even more. Still, to get through into the building's layers of history and to learn about the important figures that have stayed here, you'll need to book a tour. For groups of 20 or more, they are available.
1: his apartment, his apartment.
0: Though the Crown Prince left relatively few traces, you can get an especially clear picture of how the Changs once lived here. Though now put to other uses, the old bedrooms and studies of both Chang and his wife are preserved, as is the space they once used for entertaining guests. Beyond the art, the wedding photos, and the cafe, This is a place that can give an intimate glimpse into the closed-off private world of major historical figures, if you know where to look. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another Journey Through Time. The Sound of the Amis Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.